when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches laugh large in the Stately plump bug bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Karen Farrell. He walked on past Bolton's Westmoreland house. Tea, tea, tea. I forgot to tap Tom Kernan. Three days, imagine, groaning on a bed with a vinegared handkerchief round her forehead, her belly swollen out. Dreadful symptoms. Child's head too big. Forceps. Doubled up inside her, trying to butt its way out blindly, groping for the way out. Kill me, that would. Lucky Molly got over hers lightly. They ought to invent something to stop that. Life with hard labour. Twilight sleep idea. Queen Victoria was given that. Nine she had. A good lair. Old woman that lived in a shoe. She had so many children. Suppose he was consumptive. Time someone thought about it, instead of gassing about the, what was it, the pensive bosom of the silver effulgence. Flapdoodle to feed fools on. They could easily have big establishments. Whole thing quite painless, out of all the taxes give every child born five quid compound interest up to twenty-one. Five percent is a hundred shillings and five tiresome pounds. Multiply by twenty decimal system. Encourage people to put by money, save hundred and ten and a bit, twenty-one years. Want to work it out on paper. Come to a tidy sum, more than you think. Not stillborn, of course. They're not even registered. Trouble for nothing. Funny sight to them together, their bellies out. Molly and Mrs. Moisel, mother's meeting. Phthysis retires for the time being, then returns. How flat they look after all of a sudden. Peaceful eyes. Weight off their minds. Old Mrs. Thornton was a jolly old soul. All my babies, she said. The spoon of pop in her mouth before she fed them. Oh, that yum yum. Got her hand crushed by old Tom Wall's son. His first bow to the public. Head like a prize pumpkin. Snuffy Dr. Moran. People knocking them up at all hours. For God's sake, doctor. Wife in her throes. Then keep them waiting months for their fee to attendance on your wife. No gratitude of people. Humane doctors, most of them. Before the huge high door of the Irish House of Parliament, a flock of pigeons flew. Their little frolic after meals. Who'll we do it on? I picked the fellow in black. Here goes, here's good luck. Must be thrilling from the air. Apjohn, myself, and Don Goldberg up in the trees near Goose Green playing the monkeys. Mackerel, they called me. A squad of constables debouched from College Street, marching in Indian file. Goose step. Food heated faces, sweating helmets, patting their truncheons. After a feed with a good load of fat soup under their belts. Policeman's lot is off the happy one. They split up into groups and scattered, saluting towards their beat. Let out to graze. Best moment to attack one in pudding time. A punch in his dinner. A squad of others marching irregularly round the Trinity railings, making for the station. 
down for their troughs. Prepare to receive cavalry. Prepare to receive soup. Crossed under Tommy Moore's roguish fingers. They did right to put him up over a urinal, meeting of the waters. Ought to be places for women, running into cake shops, setting my hat straight. There is not in this wide world a valley. Great song of Julia Morkins. Kept her voice up to the very last. Pupil of Michael Balfe, doesn't she? He gazed after the last broad tunic. Nasty customers to tackle. Jack Power could a tail unfold. Father a G-man. The fellow gave them trouble being lagged. They let him have it hot and heavy in the bridewell. Can't blame them, after all. The job they have. Especially the young hornies. That horse policeman today, Joe Chamberlain, was given his degree in Trinity. He got a run for his money. My word, he did. His horse's hooves clattering after us down Abbey Street. Look, I had the presence of mind to dive into Manning's or I was souped. He did come a wallop, by George. Must have cracked his skull on the cobblestones. I oughtn't have got myself swept along with those medicals. The Trinity jibs in their mortarboards, looking for trouble. Still, I got to know that young Dixon who dressed that sting for me in the matter. Now he's in Hollow Street for Miss Purify. Wheels within wheels. Police whistle in my ears still. All skedaddled. Why he fixed on me? Give me in charge. Right here it began. Up the boars. Three cheers for the wet. We'll hang Joe Chamberlain on a sour apple tree. Silly billies. Mob of young cubs yelling their guts out. Vinegar Hill. Butter exchange band. Few years time, half of the magistrates and civil servants. War comes on into the army helter-skelter. Same fellows used to weather on the scaffold high. Never know who you're talking to. Corny Keller, he is Harvey Duffin as I, like that Peter or Dennis or James Carey that blew the gaff and the Invincibles. Member of the corporation too. Egging raw youths on to get in the know, all the time drawing secret service pay from the castle, drop him like a hot potato. Why those plainclothes men are always courting slavies, easily twig a man used to uniform. Square pushing up against the back door, mauler a bit, then the next thing on the menu. And who is the gentleman does be visiting there? Was the young master saying anything? Peeping Tom through the keyhole, decoy duck, hot-blooded young student fooling round her fat arms ironing. Those yours, Mary. I don't wear such things. Stop or I tell the missus on you, out half the night. Your great time's coming, Mary. Wait till you see. I get along with your great time's coming. Barmaids too, tobacco shop girls. James Stevens' idea was the best. He knew them. Circles of ten so that a fellow couldn't round the Morden's own ring. Shin Fein. Back out you get the knife. Hidden hand. Stay in, the firing squad. Turnkey's daughter got him out of Richmond off from Lusk. Putting up in the Buckingham Palace Hotel under their very noses. Garibaldi. You must have a certain fascination. Parna. Arthur Griffith is a square-headed fellow, but he's no going him for the mob. Want the gas about our lovely land. Gammon and spinach. Dublin Bakery Company's tea room. Debating societies. That republicanism is the best form of government. That the language question should take precedence of the economic question. Have your daughters inveigling them to your house. Stuff them up with meat and drink. Michaelmas goose. Here's a good lump of thyme seasoning under the apron for you. Have another quart of goose grease before it gets too cold. Half-fed enthusiasts. Penny roll and a walk with the band. No grace for the carver. 
The thought that the other chap pays best sauce in the world make themselves thoroughly at home. She was over those apricots, meaning peaches. The not far distant day, home rule sun rising up in the northwest. His smile faded as he walked, a heavy cloud hiding the sun slowly shadowing Trinity's surly front. Trams passed one another, ingoing, outgoing, clanging. Useless words. Things go on same, day after day. Squads of police marching out, back, trams in, out. Those two loonies mooching about, Dignam carted off. Me in a purified swollen belly on a bed, groaning to have a child tugged out of her. One born every second somewhere, other dying every second. Since I fed the birds five minutes, three hundred kicked the bucket, other three hundred born washing the blood off. All are washed in the blood of the lamb, bawling, meh. Cityful passing away, other cityful coming, passing away too, other coming on, passing on. Houses, lines of houses, streets, miles of pavements, piled up bricks, stones, changing hands, dishonour, that. Landlord never dies, they say. Other steps into his shoes when he gets his notice to quit. They buy the place up with gold, and still they have all the gold. Swindle in it somewhere. Piled up in cities, worn away age after age. Pyramids and sand, built on bread and onions. Slaves, Chinese wall, Babylon, big stones left, round towers, rest rubble, sprawling suburbs, jerry-built, Kerwin's mushroom houses built of breeze, shelter for the night. No one has anything. This is the very worst hour of the day. Vitality, dull, gloomy. Hate this hour. Feel as if I had been eaten and spewed. Provis House. The Reverend Dr. Salmon. Tinned Salmon. Well tinned in there. Wouldn't live in it if they paid me. Hope they have liver and bacon today. Nature abhors a vacuum. The sun freed itself slowly and lit glints of light among the silverware in Walter Sexton's window, opposite by which John Howard Parnell passed unseen. There he is, the brother. Image of haunting face. Now that's a coincidence. Of course, hundreds of times, think of a person who don't meet him. Like a man walking in his sleep. No one knows him. Must be a corporation meeting today. They say he never put on the city marshal's uniform since he got the job. Charlie Bulger used to come out in his high horse, cocked hat, puffed, powdered and shaved. Look at the woe-begone walk of him. Eating a bad egg. Poached eyes on a ghost. Like a pain. Great man's brother, his brother's brother. He looked nice in the city charger. Drop into the DBC, probably for his coffee. Play chess there. Brother used men as pawns. Let them all go to pot. Great to pass a remark on him. Freeze them up with that eye of his. That's the fascination, the name. All a bit touched. Mad Fanny and his other sister, Mrs. Dickinson, driving about with scarlet harness. Bolt upright like Sergeant McArdle. Still David Sheehy beat him for South Mead. Apply for Chiltern Hundreds and retire into public life. The Patriot Banquet. Eating orange peels in the park. Simon Dedalus said when they put him in Parliament that Parnell would come back from the grave and lead him out of the House of Commons by the arm. 
of the two-headed octopus, one of whose heads is the head upon which the ends of the world have forgotten to come, while the other speaks with the Scotch accent, the tentacles. They passed from behind, Mr. Bloom along the curbstone. Beard and bicycle, young woman. There he is, too. Now that's really a coincidence. Second time. Coming events cast their shadows before. With the approval of the eminent poet, Mr. Joe Russell. That might be Lizzie Twig with him. A.E. What's that mean? Initials, perhaps? Albert Edward, Arthur Edmund, Alphonsus Ebb, Ed, L, Esquire. What was he saying? The ends of the world with a Scotch accent. Tentacles, octopus, something occult, symbolism, holding forth. She's taking it all in, not saying a word. A gentleman in literary work. His eyes followed the high figure in homespun beard and bicycle, a listening woman at his side, coming from the vegetarian. Only wedge bubbles and fruit. Don't eat a beefsteak. If you do, the eyes of that cow will pursue you through all eternity. They say it's healthier. Wind and watery, though. Tried it. Keep you on the run all day. Bad as a bloater. Dreams all night. Why did it call that thing they gave me nutsteak? Nutarian. Fruitarian. Give you the idea you're eating rum steak. Absurd. Salty too. Cooking soda. Keep you sitting by the tap all night. Her stockings are loose over her ankles. I detest that. So tasteless. Those literary ethereal people, they're all dreamy, cloudy, symbolistic. Estite stare. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that kind of food you see produces the like waves of the brain, the poetical. For example, one of those policemen sweating Irish stew into their shirts. Couldn't squeeze a line of poetry out of him. Don't know what poetry is, even. Must be in a certain mood. A dreamy, cloudy gull waves o'er the waters dull. 